0: Well, good morning to you. It is Tuesday, April 4th, 2023. Tuesday, April 4th, 2023. Slava, Ukraine. heroium Slava. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. And can I just say, man, do I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for coming every day. Uh, If you can, uh, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me at cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. That would be awesome. Uh, It has happened. Let me drink some coffee here. A lot of Russian uh, news, but only because of uh, Finland. Yes, it has happened. Uh, Finland is in. Finland has formally joined the NATO military alliance, the largest military alliance in the world. Uh, Helsinki's accession about doubles the length of the border that NATO shares with Russia, bolsters NATO's eastern flank, and ends more than 70 years of neutrality for Finland. And we can thank Putin for that, right? Right? I'll get to that i yeah if you if you look up there on finland right near saint not far from saint petersburg if you look up there you'll see the border you'll see the border you'll see how long it is it is huge they have a huge border with russia finnish uh foreign minister Pekka havisto completed the accession process by handing over an official document to Blinken, Anthony Blinken, at NATO headquarters in Brussels. Stoltenberg welcomed Finland, noting that Putin had cited his opposition to NATO's expansion as one justification for his invasion of Ukraine. NATO's Secretary General said President Putin wanted to slam NATO's door shut. Today, we show the world that he failed that aggression and intimidation do not work. We welcome Finland to the alliance. He is getting exactly the opposite. Finland today, and soon also Sweden, will become a full-fledged member of the alliance. Uh, Finnish President Sauli Nenisto sa- said shortly after Helsinki uh, formally became the 31st country to join the alliance, Finland will work relentlessly to secure Sweden's membership of NATO. Finland's membership is not complete without Swedish membership. The work for Sweden's early membership continues relentlessly. Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky tweeted sincere congrats to Finland and president Sauli Niinistö on joining NATO on the 74th anniversary of its founding NATO became the only effective sec- security guarantee in the region amid Russian aggression we expect #NATO, uh, hashtag NATO summit in Vilnius will bring Ukraine closer to our Euro-Atlantic goal. US President Joe Biden has welcomed Finland into the NATO alliance and says, today we are more united than ever. When Putin launched his brutal war of aggression against the people of Ukraine, he thought he could divide Europe and NATO. He was wrong. Today we are more united than ever, and together strengthened by our newest ally, Finland, And will continue to preserve the transatlantic security, defend every inch of NATO territory, and meet any and all challenges we face. Uh, Blinken said, referring to Putin's opposition to the expansion of NATO, I'm tempted to say this is maybe the one thing we can thank Mr. Putin for because he once again here has precipitated something he claims to want to prevent By Russia's aggression. And really, this is what I'm getting at. If you look at history, Russia invaded Finland in 1939. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is what made Finland decide it was time to join NATO. And it wasn't just the government. It was the people. Before Russia's invasion of Ukraine, 25% of the people wanted to be in NATO. Most people did not want it. After Russia's invasion, 80% of the people wanted to join NATO. Who can we thank for Finland joining NATO? Putin himself. That's what I say. Uh, British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak praised Finland's NATO accession and urged the alliance to admit Sweden next. Sunak said Finland's formal accession as the 31st member of NATO has made our alliance stronger and every one of us safer. All NATO members now need to take steps to admit Sweden too so we can stand together as one alliance to defend freedom in Europe and across the world. Uh, Foreign Secretary James Cleverly said Russia's thought Russia thought its aggression would divide us. Instead, we are bound to tighter together, resolute in our defense of the principles of freedom and the rule of law. Let us be clear that our door remains open. We will become we will welcome further allies with open arms, and we continue to push for Sweden's swift accession. And uh, you know, as usual, I just have to clarify. He didn't cleverly say this. His name is cleverly. Foreign Secretary James cleverly said, yes. Okay, that's what he said. Um, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz tweeted, Effective immediately, Finland is a member of NATO. This is great news uh, and a boost to transatlantic security. A strong ally is joining our alliance. Sweden's accession, which is still pending, has our full support. I, I'd like to mention, it would be nice to have Sweden there also. Sweden is it borders uh, 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 Finland. But Sweden does not have any border with Russia. That little piece of land north of Finland that borders Russia? is Norway. Norway wraps around both Sweden and Finland to join, uh, to uh, uh, border Russia, Russia. Uh, But even if Sweden didn't join the alliance, they would back the alliance. There's no doubt about it. This is just more of a formality, I think. Uh, U.S. officials say the U.S. will send Ukraine about $500 million in ammunition and equipment and will spend more than $2 billion to buy munitions, radar, and other weapons in the future. The officials said that the ammunition rounds and grenade launchers and vehicles will be taken from military stockpiles so they can be used in the war zone. Uh, The $2.1 billion in long-term aid provided under the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative will buy missiles for the National Advanced Surface-to-Air Missile Systems, or NASAMs, as well as radar and other weapons. Uh, Lithuania's parliament uh, has voted to ban Russian nationals from purchasing real estate, uh, citing risks To national security, the ban, which will start in 2024, will not apply to Russians granting residency in the country. Uh, Parliament also halted the issuing of new visas to nationals of Russia and Belarus. Uh, Belarus's President Alexander Lukashenko will travel to Moscow for two days of talks with Putin. The Kremlin said in an announcement published. They will hold talks on uh, on topical, bilateral, and international issues tomorrow before a meeting of the Supreme Council of the Union State Thursday. Uh, Last week, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Peskov said the two leaders would discuss Lukashenko's call for an immediate ceasefire in Ukraine at an upcoming face-to-face meeting. You know... While he's out of the country, while Lukashenko is out of the country, it would be a perfect time for the citizens to invade the capital so the people can take back their country. Just saying that would be the perfect time. Uh, Russian... Investigators formally charged Dario Trapova with terrorism over a bomb blast that killed the military blogger Vladin Tatarsky in a St. Petersburg cafe on Sunday. The Russian investigative committee said it had charged uh, Trapova with committing a terrorist act for an organized group that caused intentional death. It said she acted under instructions from people working on behalf of Ukraine, which of course is BS, but the, Russia will say that anyway. Uh, Russia's parliament uh, speaker Vyacheslav Volodin, an ally of President Vladimir Putin, said the killing of pro-Kremlin uh, Kremlin war blogger Vladin Totarsky in Saint Petersburg over the weekend was a terrorist act committed by Kyiv. Volodin said on Telegram the support of Washington and Brussels for the Kiev authorities has led to the creation of a terrorist state in the the center of Europe. The blood of the dead and wounded is on the hands of Biden, Macron, Schultz, and other heads of state who support the Zelensky regime. Oh boy. A uh, Russian commissioner for children's rights accused the ICC, the International Criminal Court, alongside President Vladimir Putin, of war crimes in Ukraine, says the court's allegations are false and unclear. M- Maria uh, Lavova bilova said, and boy, I tell you, isn't that a Dr. Seuss name? Maria Maria Lavova bilova said she was in Konstantinova or something. I don't know. anyway. Maria lavova Bolova said at a news conference in Moscow that the consent of children's parents was always sought before taking them from Ukraine to Russia and that the commission always acted in the children's best interest. Her commission said in, in a separate statement, it is unclear to the presidential commissioner for children's rights what the International Criminal Court's allegations specifically consist of and what they are based on. The use of the formulation." Unlawful deportation of population uh, in the ICC's official statement causes bewilderment. In other words, I'm shocked, shocked that gambling is going on in this establishment. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're wondering uh, what that's from, it's from the movie Casablanca, in case you're curious what that means. <laughs> uh, and, and if you want to see the... the opening of Casablanca. All you got to do is watch the first 15 minutes, I think, and that line is in there and you'll understand what it means. Uh, The United Nations Human Rights Council overwhelmingly voted in favor of extending an investigative body looking into possible war crimes committed since Russia's invasion. 28 countries voted in favor, 17 abstained, and two voted against the Independent International Commission of Inquiry, on Ukraine, which Ukraine says is uh, uh, crucial for holding Russia accountable. Ukraine's ambassador to the UN in Geneva, Yevhenya Filipenko, told the council before the vote the scope and brutality of Russia's atrocities in Ukraine are simply beyond any human compre- comprehension. We strongly believe that the continued work of the commission in further investigating, documenting, and reporting of human rights violations of international crimes committed against the people in Ukraine could save more innocent lives and could contribute to accountability for perpetrators and justice for victims. Uh, A lot of talking going on today. Uh, We're still doing the war. Russian state news agency reported that the head of Russia's SVR, Foreign Intelligence Service, Sergei Naryshkin, said Poland wanted to seize parts of western Ukraine and that the West was encouraging Georgia to engage in military conflict with Moscow. Naryshkin said getting control over the western territories of modern Ukraine, the so-called former eastern cresses, which is like the borderlands, Uh, 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 Poland is a longed-for dream of Polish nationalists. And this becomes an element of national ideology, so the Polish leadership cannot refuse the idea. In other words, uh, they're saying that the Polish people want Ukraine's uh, land. Uh, Anyway, Uh, the Polish leadership believes that uh, a condition for the implementation of this idea is the collapse of Ukrainian statehood as a result of military defeat the intelligence chief said warsaw opposed a peace settlement because the polish leadership is literally waiting for the right moment to exercise control over these territories of course this is russia attempting to sow distrust in ukraine's allies and everyone is laughing at russia's attempts now It was well-crafted. It is. uh, 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 Poland was much larger and had part of uh, much of Ukraine at one point. But, of course, the borders have been been back and forth for centuries, long before Russia existed. (laughs) So to say this uh, There are some really, really old people in Poland, like those in their 70s and 80s that say, oh, yeah, we need part of Ukraine. But mostly, Poland is Poland. Ukraine is Ukraine. So it is well crafted. But everybody laughs at it because they know it's not true. Uh, According to the British Ministry of Defense, the Russian government is likely looking to develop alternative private military groups, uh, PMCs, uh, to replace Wagner Group. The ministry said in his daily intelligence report, this takes place in the context of high-profile feud between the Russian Ministry of Defense and the Wagner Group. Russia's military leadership likely wants a replacement PMC that it has more control over. The British Ministry of Defense said that while the Russian government is seeking to do this, currently no other known Russian group approaches Wagner's size or combat power. Russia likely sees continued utility for PMCs in Ukraine because they are less constrained by the limited pay levels and inefficiency, which hampered the effectiveness of the Russian army. Russia's leadership probably believes heavy casualties among PMCs will be better tolerated by Russian society compared to regular military losses. Of course, this is a shot across the bow to Yevgeny Prigozhin, and I see a balcony with his name on it. That being said... This is also a well-crafted statement that can sow distrust between Russia's military where there is already distrust between the, the military and Wagner the Wagner group, right? So I don't know if this is this is true or not. This could be I, something well uh, placed by the British Ministry of Defense. <laughs> oh, what a tangled web we weave in politics, right? Uh, United States Secretary of State Anthony, Anthony Blinken told reporters after a meeting with EU Foreign Policy Chief Joseph Borrell in Brussels, Russia's weaponization of energy is underscoring the urgency of that task and, o- and op- uh, an opportunity to accelerate our progress in the global clean energy transition. We will focus on how we can further reduce European dependence on Russian energy and boost the Euro-Atlantic region's clean energy production. And I've said this before. I've said this many times. uh, 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 Putin really is increasing. uh, It's good that this is increasing uh, uh, our change to renewable fuels. And I'll also say, and I said this, I said this months ago. I said this in March last year, I believe. I I said this a year ago. I think it was that long ago. That you need to invest in companies that make heat pumps in the United States. Carrier makes heat pumps, I believe. I, I believe they are the biggest one. There's a couple of companies that make heat pumps. They are going to be making a fortune. Heat pumps aren't the same as they were in the 70s and 80s when people said these these make garbage heat in the winter. They are used in uh uh they are used in Sweden, they are used in Finland. Heat pumps are used in these very cold countries nowadays and they work pretty well. The new models work very well this is what's going to happen this is how they're going to transfer over from oil and coal heat pumps good investment that's all i'm going to say i said it a year ago i'm saying it again right now anyway moving on ukrainian uh, defense systems destroyed 14 out of 17 iranian made shaheed drones Uh, Russia launched overnight. Uh, Ukraine's military said in a statement on Telegram, in total, up to 17 launches of UAV attacks were recorded, presumably from the eastern coast area of the Sea of Azov. Ukraine's Southern Military Command said 13 of the drones were destroyed over the Odessa region, but one drone hit a business, causing a fire which was extinguished by uh, the morning. According to... Preliminary information, there were no human losses. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. And let's start with China. China has warned House Speaker Kevin McCarthy not to repeat disastrous past mistakes by meeting with Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen this week, saying it would undermine regional peace and stability and worsen U.S.-China relations. Are you saying they could get worse? (laughs) They're pretty bad right now. Uh, The Taiwanese government... And and you know what? It's not really going to worsen it because after that, uh, uh, Pelosi visited Taiwan. (laughs) Really? Um, The Taiwanese government dismissed criticism of the planned meeting, uh, which is confirmed would take place in California tomorrow, probably in uh, San Diego, I I would assume, Uh, Taiwan's foreign, and by the way, uh, McCarthy's, this is McCarthy's home state. He's in like the Central Valley of California. Uh, Taiwan's foreign ministry said criticism of uh, Tsai's trip by China's ruling Communist Party, which has never controlled Taiwan, had become increasingly absurd. It said in a statement today, Even if the authoritarian government continues to expand and increase coercion, Taiwan will not back down. Uh, McCarthy's office said yesterday that the bipartisan meeting would take place on the Ronald Oh, it's going to take place at the Ronald Reagan Library in Simi Valley, California. I you know what? I've mentioned several times before, but let's just reiterate this. It's been a while. Just a reminder of what Ronald Reagan stood for. His Ronald Reagan Library His entrance of the library lies between Country Club Road East and Country Club Road West. Just to tell you where it is. Uh, China has repeatedly warned against any meeting between Tsai and uh, McCarthy, who as House Speaker is second in line for the presidency, and threatened retaliatory measures. It sees such outreach by the U.S. officials as an expression of support for the independence of Taiwan, a self-ruling island democracy that Beijing claims as its territory. A Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson criticized the planned meeting as a violation of the One China Principle. Uh, A Spokesperson Mao Ning said at a regular briefing earlier today, China... Will closely monitor the situation and resolutely defend our sovereignty and territorial uh, integrity, obviously, this is not seen as a as bad as Nancy Pelosi's visit, but it's still pissing China off. yeah uh, by the way, did you know McCarthy but and I think this is true. the only reason McCarthy is in politics is. He won the lottery in California on a scratch-off ticket. I I can't remember what it was, how much it was, but that allowed him to start a business. He became a big businessman and and then ran for office. If it wasn't for the damn California lottery, McCarthy would not be in office. Isn't that annoying? Moving on. Yes, that huge orange blimp is eclipsing most other news again today. I look forward to the day that I do a report and Donald Trump is not in it. Let's start maybe with a week of stories without him. That would be nice. Uh, Trump gets his indicted handed to him today and read to him, actually. Uh, Well, probably handed to an assistant who Trump will tell to put it somewhere for him. Uh, in just a couple of hours, he will be in court, fingerprinted and may or may not be uh, mugshotted. Uh, they probably won't mugshot him because they don't want it to be um, released and it, it'll get leaked. And then Trump will use the image to raise money, right? Um, anyway, we know what he looks like. If 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 he runs away... It'll be like, where is Waldo, except instead of looking for a striped shirt and a beanie, we'll be looking for a bright orange blob. Uh, the judge decided not to let news cameras into the courtroom, but will allow still photographers. The judge in uh, Trump's case is Juan Merchant. You may uh, recognize him as the same judge who sentenced Trump clo- close confidant, Alan Weisselberg, to prison. Uh, he presided over the Trump Organization tax fraud, fraud trial and overseen former advisor Steve Bannon's criminal fraud case. So he is quite familiar with Trump games and will not stand for them. Just a quick reminder, in 2016, Trump said, I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I would, wouldn't lose any voters, Okay. He said that. Well, the Secret Service will march him out to Fifth Avenue today, where he will get in a car to go and get arrested. Which is kind of funny. Um, What is a great way to get rid of competition if you are a fascist? You know how to do it, right? Uh, Putin has done it. Lukashenko has done it. Xi Jinping has done it. If you are in Tennessee, it's apparent. You know, some stories are like they're out of a dystopian novel here in the United States because they could not happen in real life until they do. Right? Yesterday, Tennessee House Republicans initiated the process of expelling three Democratic lawmakers who joined protesters in demanding stricter gun laws following that horrific Nashville mass shooting that left three nine-year-olds dead and three adults dead. In recent days, Nashville has been flooded by protesters demanding stricter gun laws. People are tired of children dying when there could instead be simple laws for gun owners. Inside the House chamber, Democratic Representatives Justin Jones, Gloria Johnson, and Justin Pearson took to the podium with a bullhorn and led demonstrators in chants supporting gun control legislation. Tennessee House Republicans cast the trio's actions as an insurrection. You call that an insurrection? Leading chance for gun control? Really? And at the end of yesterday's session, introduced three expulsion resolutions claiming the three Democrats did knowingly and and intentionally bring disorder and dishonor to the House of Representatives through their individual and collective actions. You know, dishonor would be not listening to the people, don't you think? Anyway, a vote will happen Thursday, and uh, this is Tennessee, which means Democrats have little power to stop it from happening, the vote. Uh, The Tennessee Black Caucus of State Legislatures said in a statement that this political retribution is unconstitutional and in this moment morally bankrupt. The statement added the people, who elected us, are calling for meaningful action to end gun violence, and the people have a right to be heard through their duly elected representatives. I, I say, this was not an insurrection. No one's life was threatened. No one said they were going to take over the government and kill its leaders. While the House moved to schedule the vote, demonstrators inside the chamber chanted fascists which led Republican House Speaker Cameron Sexton to order the galleries cleared and called on state troopers to remove protesters and the media, which would be almost like an insurrection. (laughs) I smell a free speech First Amendment lawsuit coming. I really do. Uh, Facing expulsion, the Democratic trio in Tennessee has continued to voice solidarity with those rallying for a change in the streets and at the state capitol. Pearson, one of Tennessee's youngest lawmakers, told a local media outlet, pushing back on the state's GOP's characterization of the protests, that the thousands of children and adults who marched outside the people's house are not insurrectionists. My walk, my colleagues walk to the house floor was in peaceful and civil manner and it was not an insurrection. Jones, who like Pearson, took office earlier this year, vowed yesterday that we'll not be intimidated. Jones wrote on Twitter, The people are demanding we act to stop kids from being murdered in school. (coughs) Excuse me. You know, uh, on, on radio, they have a cough button. Where they press a button and it stops stops the microphone from uh, um, listening to a cough or a sneeze or or a curse word or whatever. Uh, I don't have one of those, so you got to listen to me cough or a sniff. Uh, Florida, you know, I could leave it there because if a story starts out with that word, Florida, you know it's bad right? Florida's Republican-controlled Senate approved a bill banning abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. And how many times have we talked about this? I have moles on my body I don't know about that are bigger than the size of that group of cells at six weeks. At six weeks, that blob of cells is the size of a pomegranate seed or maybe a grain of rice SB 300 would replace a Florida law prohibiting abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy with a 6 week ban containing exceptions for victims of rape incest, human trafficking and devastating fatal fetal abnormalities to save the person or to save the person's life or when a fetus is diagnosed with a fatal fetal abnormality We've already proven that the the idea to save a person's life does not work because of that lawsuit in Texas from that woman who had to go out of state for treatment. Because even though it was required to save a person's life, the doctors were too afraid that they could lose their license if they did it, even though they believed uh, it to be true because someone could challenge it. As state senator Alex Kalatayud Kay Kayla, um she's a Republican in the 38th district. I C-A-L-A-T-A-U-Y-U-D. I you know what I apologize. Uh Kal- I don't know how to pronounce it. Kalatayud <clears throat> uh, one of only two Republicans who voted against the six-week ban. Uh, she supports the 15-week limit. Uh, she spoke during an emotionally heated floor debate yesterday. Uh, someone in the visitor's gallery shouted, people are going to die. Kara <clears throat> Gross, the ACLU Florida's legislative director and senior policy counsel, said in a statement, this bill is a near total ban on abortion in Florida. It directly violates our right to bodily autonomy and will virtually eliminate legal abortion care in Florida, which any six-week ban does. Uh, In a state that prides itself on being free, this is an unprecedented, unconstitutional and unacceptable level of government overreach and intrusion into our private lives. I'll say Overuse is unprecedented. I don't like it. This is not unprecedented. There are a lot of states who have done it. Uh, this bill will force she uh, went on. This bill will force pregnant individuals to remain pregnant against their will and endure labor, delivery, and all of the significant medical and financial risks associated with pregnancy and childbirth. And you know what I'll say? Not to mention the next 18 years that they have to deal with. Let me be repetitive, redundant, and reiterative. A traditional Republican would be against government intrusion into your life or your body. This is the religious side of the Republican Party, that psycho right that has taken over traditional Republican rules. And let me remind you, being pro-choice... In the electorate, has never changed in the percentage, right? It has never changed. At this point, about sixty percent of the Democratic Party party uh, favor choice. In the nineteen and and, and uh, about fifty percent of the Republican Party favors choice, but in the nineteen seventies. When Roe v. Wade was decided, 60% of Republicans supported choice. That's how much it has changed. Uh, And and it was actually, actually, it was flipped. Uh, Democrats did not uh, support it as much as Republicans did. And I've talked about the history of, of what has happened in previous and how the Republican Party ended up this way. I I don't know when I did it. I talked about it numerous times, but that's a long conversation I'm not going to have right now. Anyway, Gross added that the legislation would also unfairly and disproportionately impact people who live in rural community, communities, people with low incomes, people with disabilities, and people of color. As these laws always do. They do that. Uh, mo- and most people don't know they are pregnant after six weeks. SB 300 now has to the GOP-controlled State House of Representatives for consideration. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican and possible 2024 presidential candidate, supports the measure. And he could be your next president to take away the rights you have to your body. Uh, So it's not looking good for big oil. This time, Shell. Over the weekend, documents were published in Desmog and Follow the Money. Follow the Money de- detailed. The newly unveiled records show that Shell already began collecting knowledge about climate change in the 1960s, even before the 70s, when ExxonMobil is, is uh, told that they knew about it, when uh, it, the lawsuits against them. Uh, the company not only kept well abreast of the climate science, but also funded research. As a result, Shell already knew in the 70s that burning fossil fuels could lead to alarming climate change. Rather than using its climate information to publicly sound the alarm and shift to cleaner practices, the company focused instead on non-sustainable profit model, launching Shell Coal International in 1974. The following year, a study Shell was involved with warned that increases in CO2 content of the atmosphere could lead to so-called greenhouse uh, effect, which would be enough to induce major climatic changes. Three years later, another report warned that the continued burning of fossil fuels will lead lead to manifold uh, uh, increase in the atmospheric CO2 concentration. A confidential study from 1989 states that if the global temperature rises more than 1.5 degrees centigrade, the potential refugee problem could be unprecedented. Africans would push into Europe, Chinese into the Soviet Union, Latins into the U.S., Indonesias into Australia. Boundaries would count for little overwhelmed, count for little, overwhelmed by numbers. Conflicts would abound. This, all private uh, uh, findings that Shell had and did not release. They went on, civilization could prove a fragile thing. Uh, In the 80s, Shell scientists laid out two pathways for the planet. One where energy companies overtook a smooth Uh, undertook a smooth transition to clean energy and one where fossil fuel demand continued to rise, creating more storms, more droughts, more deluges. Since the publication of the forecast, Shell has pushed at every turn to create more fossil fuel demand, creating exactly the devastating outcomes they predicted. They knew it all. Just like ExxonMobil, just like Chevron, just like every single oil company. And why are these executives not in freaking prison? What is this description? What is this description where Shell knew what they were doing? They knew it would destroy the planet. What is the description of something that does do that, it may sound familiar. It's cancer. Cancer eats the body until the body dies. Shell, Chevron, ExxonMobil, BP, they are all cancer. The Center for Climate Integrity said the records provide the world more damning evidence that the company knew its business model was having disastrous impacts on the world and its people. As the group put it, they knew, they lied, they need to pay. Don't forget, Shell made massive profits this year, just like every other big oil company did off the backs of the poor. Moving on. Uh, So Twitter, right? I opened my Twitter yesterday. I said, what is going on? Have I been... There was a little, what is it called? A Shibu dog or Shibu, you know, that Dogecoin dog. And I said, what's going on with my Twitter account? Uh, Elon Musk did it. When he did it, when Twitter had a little, instead of the, instead of the, uh, the little bird, the little blue bird icon, instead of that, it had a little Shibu. What happened? This little Shibu dog, uh, what happened? That Shibu dog is, a, is the icon for Dogecoin, right? Dogecoin shot up like crazy, and and I told my friend, I said, "Hey, check out Twitter, check out Twitter, because uh, they have a Shibu dog instead of uh, 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 instead of the uh, the bird." I said that means you need to invest in Dogecoin. I told him that. I said, "Do it right away." He said. I was wondering, Dogecoin has gone crazy, right? That's what you got to pay attention to uh, Elon Musk because what he says has consequences. Anyway, moving on. Something happened 50 years ago yesterday. I missed it. 50 years ago yesterday, on April 3rd, 1973, Martin Cooper stood on a sidewalk sidewalk on 6th Avenue in Manhattan uh, with a device the size of a brick and made the first public call from a cell phone to one of the men he'd been competing with to develop the device. Cooper, then an engineer at Motorola, said on the phone to Joel Angle, head of AT&T owned Bell Labs, "I'm calling you on a cell phone, but a real cell phone, a personal handheld portable cell phone. Uh, It was really big. It was gigantic. It was like really heavy. It was probably weighed like five pounds, right? (laughs) It's not like today's cell phones. Uh, In 1981, I saw my first cell phone outside of a car. A woman was walking around with something the size of two bricks on on top of each other. It was one was the receiver and, and one was the uh, 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 oh, I don't know. I, I it, it, one was the phone receiver, and then the big brick underneath was was like where all the power was or something. She worked for the president. <laughs> that was the level of people who had cell phones way back then. I bought I bought a used 1987 RX-7 in the '90s with a car cell phone in it but was never able to afford to activate it because because it was uh, about $45 a month and about $0.50 a minute. It was expensive, quite a lot back then. Anyway, man, I hope you had a good Monday. (laughs) It is now Tuesday, and that's it. Thanks for listening, Tuesday. April 4th, 2023 Tuesday, April 4th, 2023 Man, do I appreciate you so much I really do I appreciate you coming every day It's very nice of you Uh, Bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow That would be awesome PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast That's what you Google to find me I'll show up right at the top of the search You can tweet to me, questions, insights Or come fight with me at Cyberclops C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S Maybe you want to send me a story. Maybe you want to say hi. 45 minutes, not so bad. But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.